This is a CBC Podcast. Politicians head back to the Saskatchewan legislature next week, earlier than planned. The Premier says the government will introduce legislation to enshrine its pronoun policy in law, notwithstanding any charter challenges. Scott Moe says the reaction he's getting to that is mostly positive. I was home last night, for example, and uh, drove back uh, to my community and had uh, three people approach me uh, in, in, outside the grocery store. And so there, there are people that are approaching uh, not only myself as a local MLA, but uh, approaching other MLAs as well, and have been for a, a period of time. Um, and uh, most, if not all of them, are parents, have been parents, or are grandparents. And so uh, this is uh, what elected governments in a democracy are ultimately are elected to do, is to represent uh, the constituents uh, in, their, in their jurisdiction. Uh, And that's precisely what each of our MLAs are doing uh, in this case. For more on the Premier's plans and the reaction they may get, we've reached our political panel. Adam Hunter covers politics for CBC Saskatchewan. Murray Mandrick writes a political column in the Regina Leader Post. And they join us every week at this time. Good morning, guys. Good morning. morning. Adam, what is the latest on this? Well, as, as you said, we're going to be back early, Murray and I. Uh, it's going to be Tuesday afternoon at 1.30 is when the, the uh, special sitting will start. This is new territory for myself, and I think a lot of people in Saskatchewan, including those at the legislature's MLAs, uh, won't have experienced this before. Uh, we know that the government will be introducing this legislation. What happens after that is kind of an unknown. The NDP has indicated that they're going to filibuster as long as they can. Uh, their MLAs have been soliciting some responses from constituents, some people that are concerned about the policy, the direction the government's going. Uh, as for, you know, how the government reacts to that, you know, how long this takes, uh, I'm not sure. I know the government is, it, as Premier Moe indicated, and has never, you know, given any sense that they're going to back away from this. We also know that there's going to be a protest at the legislature in the afternoon uh, as well while this is happening. So that's going to add to, I guess, you know, the overall spectacle of this uh, very uh, unique situation here in Saskatchewan. Murray, what do you know about what the opposition and other opponents to this can do? Well, not much, uh, because there's there's a limit in terms of how long you can debate these. I can tell you grandpa's stories about my day when we let the bells ring all night. Yeah, tell us more about this, because, uh, you know, even some MLAs have just recently been elected, and they're so young, they don't know about ringing of the bells. Well, boys and girls, in my day, what happened is you didn't have rules related to... uh, bell ringing and they could let bells ring all night, which is pretty anti-democratic. And that changed after the Sask Energy debate in 1989 when people realized something very wrong here when you have the tyranny of the opposition preventing a duly elected government from proceeding with its uh, legislation. So rightly, they, lim- they put limits on uh, the amount of time they can debate anything. I think what you're going to see next week is to uh, – uh, a, a maximization in in a way that we haven't seen before in relation to extending the time spent on a bill uh, to its ultimate maximum uh, because obviously the NDP want to slow down this uh, process and that's going to be interesting itself. One would hope that would mean greater scrutiny on sort of the details of the bill and maybe a little bit more refinement in terms of saying, well, there's some things in this legislation, while we obviously haven't seen it yet, that maybe go too far, that maybe aren't about representing your constituencies. But here's real quickly the thing that I think is almost going to be more important we haven't been talking about. It's what you're not going to be seeing for two weeks. For two weeks, well, they debate this. and I think it will be about two weeks. The priority will be pronouns. 
It won't be about lowering taxes. It won't be about lowering the GST on construction goods or perhaps a PST cut. Or it won't be about keeping the Lutheran nursing home open in uh, Regina or finding doctors here and here and there and everywhere else in the province. The things that actually affect people. We're going to be talking about something in legislation that affects virtually no one, but is very important to the people that it does affect. So that's two uh, elements that are very bad for the government perspective, that this is their focus and their focus is something that's incredibly negative to a very small portion of people. And that's not a good look for any government when that becomes their priority as opposed to all the other things. So I think one of the things that we need to basically look at is what the government is going to be wearing the we're kind of not talking about right now because right now we're talking about how this bill is is going to play out and how it, it's going to affect everybody. I think the political ramifications go way beyond that. Adam, what have we heard federally on this? It's not the language that we're hearing here. It's not the sort of level of opposition. Obviously, the federal NDP leader has come out against this, as similar to the, the local, the Saskatchewan opposition leader. Uh, uh, so I should say, Jagmeet Singh, the federal federal uh, NDP leader, and you have also the the federal opposition leader Pierre Polyev, who, who said, you know, LGBTQ issues should be left to parents and not schools. That's sort of been his, um, you know, his line. He says that the, you know, there's been some back and forth about the rallies that happened a little while ago where the prime minister says, you know, transphobia, homophobia is no place in in Canada. And he was asked, you know, if he walks back some of his comments because he was criticized for, you know, criticizing people that attended the rallies. He didn't, you know, apologize at all. Uh, But as far as, you know, being fully in on what Saskatchewan's doing, Pierre Polyev hasn't said as much. He hasn't said that. Um, you have the the prime minister as well, who's was critical when New Brunswick put this policy in back in June. Uh, the federal justice minister has said that this is a blunt instrument that the government is using. It's unnecessary that the government should let the process play out, which is the court process and the legislative process, which they're not doing. Obviously, they're preempting that. So uh, that's where we're at federally. We will hear more from Pierre Polyev next month when he's at the SAS party convention addressing delegates. What's the significance? of that? Well, uh, I think the significance of that is that you can't tell one conservative in this country from another. And that could be problematic for both uh, provincial SAS party conservatives and uh, the federal conservatives because you wind up wearing everybody's policy. For uh, Polyev, if there's something coming out of this uh, debate in the next two weeks that isn't terribly productive and negative, it's, or, or, and negative towards, uh, the, uh, towards the federal government, they have to wear it a bit. And obviously, whatever happens uh, in Ottawa right now with what the cons- – uh, conservatives are doing, Scott Moe is a lot more closer tied to it after next month when uh, Paul Diev speaks at the convention. Scott Moe was the guy that basically made a big stink about uh, Jagmeet Singh coming to the NDP convention uh, last year because of uh, policies. Well, it's going to be tit for tat and and that's going to be a little bit more problematic for Scott Moe, not immediately because Justin Trudeau is incredibly unpopular and Pierre Polyev is riding that wave and so they're and the immediacy probably isn't a net loss. But one day, conservatives could be uh, the federal government. And then what does Scott Moe do? Because now you're really tied uh, to that policy in the same way, even more so than Brad Wall was tied to Stephen Harper. And that was pretty tight. 
And um, it doesn't give you that opponent in Ottawa anymore, which yeah, has been handy for, <laughs> from what I've yeah. heard from over the last 40 years. <laughs> Meanwhile, there is a new government next door in Manitoba, an NDP one led by a First Nations man. Adam, what's the response been here? Yeah, I spoke to Betty Nippy Albright this week, the NDP MLA for Saskatoon Centre. She's one of a select few uh, Indigenous MLAs in the government uh, in, in the government or in opposition. And she says that, you know, she was emotional watching that, that she's, you know, her words were, could it be? Could it be possible? And uh, very proud, uh, obviously, uh, for for Wab Canoe and what it represents and his, the history there. But she also says that this is something that Manitoba is ahead of on, in Sis- than Saskatchewan is in reconciliation, that she now sees that Manitoba people are embracing a First Nations man to lead them as premier, and that in Saskatchewan, that's not a reality at the moment. She hopes that that happens one day. Um, the premier, when asked about it, said, you know, this it, it is about time that this is long overdue. It should have been a, the case where a First Nations person is leading a province. It's happened in the territories, but not in a province. And, you know, of course, he said, we don't agree on everything, but we're going to try and work together. So that was the comments from Premier Mo. Carla Beck says, we're hoping to ride some of this momentum. We have to, you know, see what the NDP there did that works here. And I think that's also what Benny Albright told me, that the NDP has to take lessons from what worked in Manitoba, what messages worked, and try and apply them for next year's election. What do you think the significance is? You can't downplay the moment of having a provincial premier. We've had territorial leaders of Aboriginal descent, but you cannot downplay the moment of what it means. And I'm from Manitoba. Like, I, mean, I understand the racial tension and problems that are there that are similar to here. Uh, there's one other factor where I think it means the uh, progressive conservative campaign – leaned heavily into this issue in a bad way. Uh, They made the whole landfill uh, dig issue a big issue in Manitoba. They ran ads that basically said when you get in the voting booth – you, it's just you and your opinion, and your opinion counts no matter what. So whatever you're thinking, it's okay. I don't know what the hell it means, but I don't like the implication of what the hell that meant. When it's you're like running. going to a peep show or something. Yeah, it's exactly. okay. No one knows you're in there, no what you're no doing. No one knows you're in there. Uh, but if, if it's basically saying that it's okay for you to uh, vote against the NDP because they specifically have a First Nations leader, or it's okay to vote uh, uh, for conservatives because they really don't want you digging up uh, that landfill uh, site where there might be an Aboriginal girl and or woman buried, then, uh, then, then that's okay for you to think that way. Campaign didn't work. Didn't work, obviously, because but it kind of did work because they have the similar division in Manitoba right now with Winnipeg, uh, a majority of vote and MLAs now coming from that city, as is the pattern throughout the prairie cities with, with rural communities and the rural areas in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, uh, and Alberta being strong, strong uh, supporters of the Conservative Party. So one of the other things in terms of what this election means is it's adding to the divisions. Uh, I think the lesson learned here – for conservatives is you can only go so far in terms of those divisions and you can only go so far when you have a government that people want to get rid of and it wasn't a very good effective government. So uh, I guess well, that might be a lesson for a government that's going to spend its first two weeks talking about anything that people don't care about. Thanks, you guys. You're welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.